of the heart of transcendent knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. At the same time, noble Avogateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, he saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, consciousness datu, ignorance, no end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Deyata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. And the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and noble Avogateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas to praise the words of the Blessed One. <coughs>
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun, the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Jesus. 
Tallages Samba Les so again, we will be looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stages of the path to enlightenment. And looking at the outline, we find first relying on the teacher that is the root of the path. And then the next category of the stages of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher. And under that heading, we have two major categories, an exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, and then how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Under that section of how to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, or the actual way to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, we have three major headings. Training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, under the first major heading of training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, we have three categories. First, uh, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity. Second, the measure of the attitude of a person of small capacity. And then third, dispelling misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. So under the first section, 
the uh, first section, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, we have two categories. Developing the state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives, and then the second category of relying on a means of achieving happiness in one's le next life. So that second category of reliance on a means or a method for achieving happiness in one's next life, we have two major headings. First, refuge, and then karma and its results. Uh, so currently we're in the section on karma and its results, uh, and the major uh, name of that section is Developing Faith and Conviction uh, in Karma and result, its results that is the root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness. Uh, so when we get to this first section, uh, of reflecting, developing faith and conviction in karma and its results, there are three major headings that we go through. Uh, first, reflecting on karma and its uh, effects in general. Uh, then second, reflecting on karma and its effects specifically or with its particulars. Uh, and then the third category is how one engages in virtue and abandons uh, non-virtue after having reflected on karma and its effects in general and specifically. Uh, so that, that's the major heading order. So if we go to the first category uh, um, of uh, reflecting on karma and its effects in general, uh, we find two major uh, points. First, the actual way to reflect on karma and its uh, effects in general, and then second, reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties or the differences among the varieties of karma. Uh, so the first category, uh, the actual way to reflect on karma and its effects in general, has four points. Uh, the certainty of karma, the magnification of karma, not experiencing the results of actions that you do not do, and that the actions that you have done will not perish. So there are these four categories under that first category, the actual uh, way in which you reflect in general. Uh, so we've gone over that, and then when we get to the next category, reflecting on the distinctions uh, among the varieties of karma, we find that there are two points, the cultivating the, uh, rather the uh, ten root paths of action, or the principal teaching on the ten paths of action, and then the determination of the effects of actions. Uh, so when we, we get to the next uh, point where we actually are, uh, the determination of the effects of actions will find three major headings. Uh, black actions uh, and their effects, white actions and their effects, uh, and then a presentation of other classifications of karma. So we're currently dealing with the uh, section on the actual paths of black action. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, at this point. So black action and their effects, I, I, if I'm adding, I apologize, but there's three parts to this. The actual paths of non-virtuous actions, distinctions of weight, and exposition of effects. So we're on the actual paths of non-virtue, or black actions. Uh, so when we look at the principal teachings of uh, passive action, we find that they're divided into two, virtuous and non-virtuous, uh, enumerated by ten. Uh, and in this section, we're finding out what the specific results of these actions that we gauge engage in are. Uh, so this section uh, deals with that, the results of those actions. Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> 
So when we uh, look at uh, this human basis that we've achieved at this point, uh, we find that we have the eight leisures uh, and ten endowments. So we presently have uh, this condition, this human basis with these features. Uh, and we have to look at uh, these points that it is difficult uh, to obtain. Uh, and the reason that it's difficult to obtain, uh, we can establish by way of example uh, and then reasons themselves. Uh, so when we find by way of example, uh, we find a, a quote uh, from Lord Buddha, I believe the final Nirvana Sutra, where it states that the... Uh, um, um, that the um, uh, the being number of beings that are born uh, um, that go from the lower realms and the higher realms uh, to the higher realms are similar to those atoms on a fingernail, uh, and those numbers of beings that are uh, go from the higher realms and the lower realms to the lower realms are similar to the atoms found in the world. Uh, so this example is given to show the, the greater number of beings are born into the lower realms from the higher and lower realms than are, are born into the higher realms. And this, this is by way of example of the atoms on a fingernail versus the atoms that fill the world. Uh, so this shows the, the uh, difficulty of achieving this leisure and opportunity by way of example. And then when we look at by way of reason, we can refer to Arya Deva's 400 verses, uh, where Arya Deva states that humans, for the most part, are involved in the ignoble. Uh, therefore, most ordinary beings fall to the lower realms or fall to the miserable realms. Uh, so here, uh, this ignoble, what does this mean? Uh, humans, so humans and gods uh, mostly uh, fall to the lower realms based on what the point is being made here. And what is the reason for this? Uh, it is because uh, most beings are involved in the ignoble. Ignoble here is referring to non-virtue, uh, and non-virtue necessarily leads to the lower realms of cyclic existence. Uh, so the ten non-virtues would be ignoble activities, whereas the ten virtues would be noble activities. So humans, for the most part, are involved in the ignoble or non-virtue. Therefore, most ordinary beings fall to the lower realms. So the reason, uh, the correct sign that shows why beings are mostly born in the lower realms is that they are mostly involved in the ignoble, or mostly involved in non-virtue, which gives rise to the experiences of the lower realms of suffering. Uh, 
so uh, here at this point, uh, we have this human basis uh, that has the eight leisures and ten opportunities uh, that is so difficult to achieve. And now uh, we'll arrive uh, and we'll slowly go over the points we've uh, made uh, about the degrees of uh, virtue and non-virtue. Uh, so when we and and their results. So when we look at the greatest uh, degree of non-virtue, the greatest degree of non-virtue gives rise to a hell realm rebirth. A medium degree of non-virtue gives rise to a hungry ghost realm, and a small degree of non-virtue gives rise to an animal realm. Uh, and then we look at the opposites uh, of the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities. So the greatest degree of ethic which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities would give rise to the experience of rebirth in the, the God's realm. The medium degree of uh, ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities would give rise to a, a demigod birth. Uh, and a small degree would give rise to a human birth. Uh, so we're arriving at the section which shows how these degrees give rise to varying experiences or varieties of experience. So then we find a quote from uh, Nagarjuna's uh, Precious Garland where it, it states that from non-virtues come all sufferings and, the mis and likewise all the miserable realms. From all virtues come all happies, uh, happy realms and all the varieties are joys in all rebirths, are all the joys in all rebirths. So we find uh, um, this assertion in Nagarjuna's Precious Garland uh, as well. And Uh, 
so if we uh, um, have this uh, basis of oh, that's right one moment So we find a quote. Uh, so if we have this basis of, of discipline, uh, if we go for refuge to the three jewels uh, and then we engage in the, the various uh, positive practice, such as uh, ethical uh, disciplines, uh, ritual, uh, rituals, uh, livelihood, and philosophical, it's the four, ethical discipline, rituals, livelihood, and philosophical view, uh, then we will uh, be able uh, to not have to be born into the lower realms of cyclic existence. Uh, if we have the three of these, uh, ethic, ethics, uh, discipline, uh, 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 if we have lapsed in any uh, of the uh, um, first three, uh, but not lapsed in the latter, so if we have lapsed in any ethical discipline, rituals, or livelihood, but not lapsed in the latter of uh, philosophical view, uh, then we will not have to be born into the lower realms of a cyclic existence. We will be born into the Naga's realms. Uh, so if we uh, have these ethics of ethical discipline, rituals, livelihood, and philosophical view, and go for refuge to the three jewels uh, um, of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, we will not have to be born into the lower realms of cyclic existence. Uh, so when we look at these three uh, different forms of uh, um, ethical discipline, um, rituals and, and livelihood. Ethical discipline uh, is referring to general ethics uh, that are prescribed, uh, uh, such as um, uh, um, uh, the virtue and non-virtue that are generally prescribed to, to people. Uh, rituals are referring to specific types of ethical discipline, uh, such as uh, those prescribed to monks and nuns, uh, such as not cutting down a tree. Uh, we would find that cutting down a tree would be uh, something that's to be abandoned by an ordained, uh, but is not advised to be abandoned to a householder. So these are uh, specific, there's probably a better specific word for these, but this is a, uh, uh, these are more specific ethics that were prescribed by Lord uh, Buddha. Uh, and then the last, uh, livelihood, Sumba uh, is referring to the Chokadang. The, the five wrong, abandoning the five long, wrong livelihoods. So here, uh, the are the five wrong livelihoods. So here, uh, this is the abandonment of the five wrong livelihoods. What the Nazi Chimba in and Rajun in and Lendi 
And we can find uh, how important this faith and conviction is in the going for refuge to the, the three jewels and karma and its results. Uh, when we find uh, that by, uh, um, uh, by engaging in uh, whether one is a householder or one is an ordained person, uh, if he or she has this faith and conviction, then one can abandon the lower realms of cyclic existence. Uh, and, and if he or she has this faith and conviction uh, and doesn't abandon his or her view, philosophical view, uh, but lapses in other forms of discipline, uh, then he or she will be not, still not be born uh, into the, lower, into the uh, hell realms, uh, will be born into the Naga realms, and then uh, will, after being born into the uh, Naga realms, uh, will enter uh, um, uh, into Nirvana uh, during uh, the teachings of the, uh, uh, during this auspicious eon. So it says that, uh, um, the, So they'll be born after Nagas as, as deities and humans, uh, and then they'll uh, pass into Nirvana during the, the, that for this auspicious Ian, except for those who are practitioners of a Mahayana. Uh, so it's uh, those practitioners who, who did lap, lapse in any among those three, and then are born as Nagas. When they transfer to their new life, they're born as deities and humans uh, because of their unlapsed uh, conviction in karma and its results uh, and, and refuge, the philosophical view in this case, uh, and then they enter uh, and they pass into nirvana uh, uh, during that auspicious eon. All of them become foe destroyers. So we find in the um, questions of the Naga kings of the ocean uh, where a Naga asks uh, Lord Buddha why um, during uh, the time uh, um, uh, during a time when uh, the Tathagata Krukachanda was in the world, there were very few Nagas uh, um, in the ocean. Uh, they had been reduced uh, to only a few. Uh, uh, of the, even the retinue of this Naga asking the question had been re reduced to even a few. Uh, and then, uh, so he asked why uh, this this was, and that now it seems that during this time, uh, there are many, many more measurable amounts of Nagas in the Naga realm, whereas before, during that other time, it seemed as though there were, uh, it had it gone down to very, very few numbers. And Lord Buddha responded uh, that uh, during that time, many beings had gone forth, uh, uh, become ordained, but they had lapsed in their uh, ethical discipline and therefore were reborn as Nagas. Uh, so because so many people had gone forth and lapsed in ethical discipline, th that this lapse of ethical discipline resulted in being born uh, as Nagas. Uh, so this is the, the reason uh, for this. <laughs> Dua 
Devan so it's very uh, beneficial for us, uh, whether we're uh, ordained or householders, to develop this faith and conviction uh, in karma and its results. Because we can see uh, that uh, in, in this case of the um, uh, questions of the Naga kings of the ocean, where uh, even if one uh, has lapsed in any among uh, the uh, three ethical discipline rituals or livelihood, but has kept their philosophical view intact, here philosophical view, view referring to faith and conviction and karma and its results, uh, um, then one does not have to be born into the hell realm. So we see the importance of this teaching as a Buddhist uh, for us to understand. So we recognize that happiness is dependent upon causes. Uh, virtuous deeds cause happiness. Suffering is dependent upon causes. Non-virtuous deeds uh, cause suffering. So we can use many uh, examples uh, to show how the varieties of experiences are produced by varieties of various karmas. So when we look at, for instance, a, 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 a forest, we can see that there are varieties of, of results that come from a variety of, of causes. So we use many examples to establish this, to develop this faith and conviction uh, in karma and its results. And we can see the importance or the weight of this uh, certainty uh, because it allows us not... Uh, as a Buddhist, whether householder or, 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 or ordained, to not have to be reborn into the hell realms. Uh, so this understanding is very, very important. So it's very important uh, for us to think about the results of... Uh, uh, um, virtue and its uh, so when we look at these uh, um, different, uh, the principal teachings of the ten paths of action, we look at the um, ten uh, um, non-virtues or ten non-virtuous misdeeds. These are the most important uh, among the paths of actions uh, of misdeeds. So we do not say that it, uh, if it is a, a misdeed, it is a necessarily among 
these ten paths uh, of, of uh, non-virtuous action. Uh, these are just the most important points that are made about the, the paths of action. So we don't say it's pervasive. Uh, we say uh, that these are the most important points. So the, here we have the presentation of these ten paths of non-virtuous action and then the ten paths of virtuous action. So we're going to begin now uh, looking at the text uh, where we find uh, the non-virtuous uh, action. So we begin with the, um, the actual black action of killing, or the non-virtuous uh, path of killing. Uh, so uh, killing is, uh, um, uh, the basis of, of killing is killing someone uh, who is other than oneself that is alive. So uh, when we look at how an actual completion of the act, act of killing is qualified, there are four specific factors that have to be present. Uh, first, uh, the basis. Uh, second, the attitude. Third, performance. And fourth, uh, final or culmination. Uh, so these four things have to be present. If these four things are not present, uh, then it doesn't qual isn't qualified as an actual path of killing. Uh, so we can relate this these four uh, that must be present or necessary uh, for an actual path of killing to take place to the other uh, non-virtuous activities. So we find that when we divide the non-virtues, there are three non-virtues of the body, killing, stealing, and sexual misconduct. There are four non-virtues of the speech, lying, uh, harsh words, uh, gossip, and divisive speech. And there are three non-virtues of the mind, uh, covetousness, harmful intent, and wrong view. Uh, so we can apply these four necessities to the other or uh, ten, uh, the other nine non-virtues, if you will, as well. Uh, so there needs to be these four present in order for a complete path uh, um, or path of action to take place in, in among these ten. So when we move now back to the uh, topic of killing, uh, we first are, it's qualified by uh, taking uh, the life of another. Uh, so here, when we look at the case of suicide, of killing oneself. Uh, we wouldn't say this is a, an actual path of killing. 
Uh, we can say that there is negative performance happening, but not an actual path of killing because of the fact that the basis isn't another person, isn't a person other than oneself. Uh, so it's because of this that we can say that suicide is not an example of uh, um, the, um, the action of, of killing, uh, the, the path of, of action of killing. Uh, so because all four are not present, then it doesn't, isn't, uh, necess it's necessarily not a, a path of action of killing in this case. ま、自分の場合は、だから、ジェ、サンバジョータと、ま、自分の場合は、だから、ジェ、ジェ、ダートゾンユ、ジェ、ジェ、ダートゾンユ、ゴブトワテ、ま、自分の場合は、ジェ
Dreja so then the next category is uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, and we find that there are four bases when we look at the, the, the previous points that were made as a note of the four that are necessary. When we look at the first basis, we find that there are four bases for uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, first uh, is a, a, the, uh, a person with whom you should not have intercourse. Uh, second uh, is the uh, inappropriate body parts. Uh, third is the inappropriate place and fourth is uh, inappropriate time. Uh, so these are the four bases that are inappropriate uh, and become uh, um, sexual misconduct. So we begin uh, with a person that one should not have intercourse. So when we look at uh, this point, uh, it's different uh, for a householder and an ordained person. So a householder uh, is to abstain, uh, when, uh, to only have intercourse with uh, his or uh, uh, her spouse. Uh, so uh, then it excludes, um, uh, when we look at uh, the exclusions, we find that boys, boys and girls uh, uh, and dendru, and animals and so forth are, are to be abandoned as far as sexual intercourse for a householder, uh, but we find that it's different than for an ordained person. So this is the advice is relating to householder of abandonment of uh, sexual uh, uh, misconduct in this way, as opposed to a, a, a ordained is a complete abandonment of sexual conduct. So in this case, we find a, a person with whom one should not have intercourse with uh, is this. Uh, inappropriate body parts are uh, mentioned as body parts such as the mouth or the anus uh, or the hands uh, and so forth. Uh, so these are uh, uh, um, uh, examples of, of inappropriate parts that one uh, has intercourse with uh, and as a basis of in, inappropriate basis. Uh, the next is inappropriate uh, places. Inappropriate places are referring to, for instance, uh, in a uh, temple or a monastery, for instance, uh, a god, a deity house. Uh, so uh, any, uh, this would be a, an uh, inappropriate place. And inappropriate times would be, uh, for instance, uh, if uh, the uh, um, woman, if it 
if there's some sort of uh, sickness, anatsa, if there's some sort of illness or sickness uh, um, that, that would, would cause harm, then this is an in, in the woman, then this is an inappropriate time. Uh, do, do, do nepa. If the baby in the stomach has become large, uh, <coughs> the woman, if the, the, the baby has arrived in the stomach of the woman, Pogocha, if the baby has arrived uh, uh, in the stomach, so this is an inappropriate time. Uh, and then Rinpoche talked about the amount of times also, up to five times uh, per day. Uh, no more. So up to five times per day are the uh, appropriate number of, of times. Uh, so this is what uh, was presented. So we have a person with whom it is inappropriate, <coughs> body parts that are inappropriate, places that are inappropriate, uh, and then uh, uh, times that are inappropriate. So we've gone over the three uh, um, uh, um, actions of the body in this case. Uh, so we've gone over the three actions of the body. Now we'll get to the four actions or activities of the um, speech. Uh, so we're on page 222 in the English, uh, and where are we? 168. Yeah, I'm just looking. Where? Uh, so we're on page 222. It says, starts with lying. It says, the eight bases of lying are, are that seen, that heard, and distinguished, etc. So that's where, where we are in the text. Uh, the eight bases of, of lying. Nabashiba Uh-huh. 
Hay şeba, çi şeba, lü şeba ซ่งตะเจ๋อตะวะซ่งตะเจ๋อตะวะเสด็จเชบาเสด็จเชบาเสด็จเชบาตะมาเชบาญีอันนี้ทูเรนมาบะนาบะเชบาตะมาเชบ
So here the eight bases are lying about something you have seen or not seen, heard or not heard, distinguished or not distinguished, and cognized or not cognized. Uh, so uh, these are the eight, um, eight bases of lying. It's very clear when you look at uh, Pabunka Rinpoche's liberation in the palm of your hand. And other lam rims are very are clear as well. Some lam rims are clear as well. Uh, so then uh, it says, um, I'll read the whole thing. The eight bases of lying are that seen, that heard, and that distinguished, and that cognized, as well as the four opposites of these, uh, not seen, uh, uh, etc. So, uh, not not seen, not heard, not distinguished, not cognized. So, uh, the the eight possibilities here. Um, lying is when someone else, the recipient of the lie, uh, comprehends the meaning of the lie. So here, it's when one is lying or saying something that isn't true to another person. Uh, at that point, when he or she comprehends the meaning of what is said, uh, then the, this becomes a path, an action path action of lying. Uh, if the person does not comprehend what you're saying, then it does not become a lie. It's not a lie if they don't comprehend what you're saying. Uh, so we'll take a short break. Uh, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Of course. Lazuna, Mm-hmm. 
So when we uh, look at this um, path of action of lying and we uh, look at it in terms of what we've spoken of the others uh, that relate to all the ten uh, paths of action, uh, we find that there are the basis, attitude, perf- uh, performance, uh, and cult- completion, uh, or culmination. Uh, so when we begin, we begin with basis. Uh, so here, uh, it says there are eight basis. Uh, so first, we uh, said basis of lying uh, are that seen, that heard, that distinguished, and that uh, cognized. So that seen. Uh, so here, one can lie about one, what one has seen, or lie about what one has not seen. Uh, so here, these are the two examples, lying about what one has seen and lying about what one is not seeing. Uh, saying that one has seen something one hasn't, I'm going to put it in a different way, saying one has seen something that one hasn't or seen something, saying that one hasn't seen something that one has. Uh, so these are two uh, examples of, of how uh, the basis of, of uh, lying related to seeing uh, uh, takes place. Uh, the next is uh, that which is heard. Um, uh, so, uh, so here, uh, one hears a sound uh, with one's ear. So if one is lying about it, one is lying about uh, um, uh, something, something that the, lying is say, saying that they have heard something they haven't heard or not heard something that they have heard. Uh, so these are the two possibilities within uh, hearing, uh, lying about hearing something. Lying about hearing something that you have heard or lying... Uh, uh, um, or li- lying about something that you have heard or lying about something that you have not heard. Uh, and the next is uh, distinguished. This is referring to uh, the three uh, different things. Uh, um, t- uh, the tongue consciousness that tastes, uh, the um, uh, nose consciousness that smells, and the body consciousness that has tactile sensation. Um, so here, uh, how one lies, one uh, lies... Uh, by saying uh, he or she has uh, smelled something that they have not smelled or not smelled something that they have smelled, uh, um, uh, tasted something that they have not tasted or not tasted something that they have tasted, uh, and had a tactile sensation of something that they have not had a tactile sensation of, or 
um, had a tactile sensation of something and said they have not had a tactile sensation of it. Uh, so these are the possibilities uh, related to the um, uh, nose consciousness, uh, tongue consciousness, and body consciousness. So these are uh, um, how one lies related to those. And then that cognize is relying to the mental consciousness. And here are the two possibilities as well. Uh, um, lying about, uh, um, that, uh, about cognizing something that something someone has not cognized or lying about something that you have cognized saying you have not cognized it. Uh, so here, these are the two uh, possibilities related to consciousness. So these are the eight bases of, of lying. Lying about what has seen or not seen, heard or not heard, distinguished or not distinguished, and cognized or not cognized. So, for instance, if our eye consciousness apprehends form, so if we see a form and then we say to someone else that we did not see that form, uh, then this is lying about having seen a form. So there has to be an object that is someone who understands. The object of that one is lying to is someone who understands uh, what one is saying, so the recipient of the lie. So the object is the recipient of the lie, and one has to comprehend uh, that that uh, has been stated. Um, so it has to comprehend the lie. Uh, so it has to uh, comprehend, for instance, that a uh, person says, I have seen this when they have not seen that. Uh, so when the person comprehends that, then that at that point, that person is the recipient of the lie once they uh, comprehend the meaning of it. And a So these uh, can be divided into eight categories. Uh, lying about seeing something you haven't seen or seeing, uh, lying about something you have seen and saying you haven't seen it lying about something you have heard and saying you haven't heard it or uh, um, haven't heard uh, that you have heard uh, that you haven't heard and said that you have heard uh, so then these eight these then follow the, the rest follow in this way making for a total of eight ね、ドゥシェチェ、コロンチェ、サンバソンロソン。タンドゥシェテカンデザンドゥシェンドゥジャコスマルベ、ジュマイドゥシェ、トンアラ、ミグゾトンアラ、マトンジョアタン、マト
So then it says lying is when someone else, the recipient of the lie, comprehends the meaning of the lie. Of the three aspects of the category of attitude, perception, affliction, and motivation, perception includes misrepresenting uh, a perception, such as what you have seen, as something you have not seen, or misrepresenting what you have not seen as something you have seen. <coughs> Uh, the afflictions are the three mental poisons. The motivation is your desire to misrepresent your perception. Uh, so here uh, it says the perception is the misrepresentation of what something that you have seen or something that you have not seen. Uh, so saying you have seen something you haven't seen or saying that you have not seen something that you have seen. This mis misrepresentation is the perception itself. Uh, so this is what is meant by that. And the next category, the afflictions, are among the three mental poisons. So if it's influenced by uh, attachment, hatred, or delusion, uh, this is, it has to be influenced by attachment, hatred, or delusion. So these are the uh, three poisons, uh, and this is uh, what affliction is referring to in this case. Uh, and then the last, uh, the next category of motivation, which is the third category under the categories of attitude, perception, affliction, and, and motivation, uh, is the motivation to want uh, uh, to um, say something that isn't true. Say you have seen something that you haven't seen or not seen something that you have seen. Uh, so the motivation is uh, to, um, uh, to, 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 to change the truth or to, to, to change what is true. Uh, so the, the once the, so this is what the motivation is when it comes to uh, stealing is to uh, um, uh, um, the example Rimche gave the example of saying you have seen something that you haven't seen so the motivation to to deceive if you will is the the last category of motivation so perception added, uh, affliction and motivation. <laughs> Joanne, <laughs> 
Thomas'ın kuyuğuna adını söyler koşur ha. Çözü Thomas'ın ha. Onun dosyası Thomas'ın oldu. Çarpmacım. Okay. Um, so the, the, the going back to the last set of statements. So it's this, uh, the motivation is to misrepresent what you have perceived. So it's to represent, misrepresent that perception. Then the next category, uh, which deals with the culmination or completion, uh, I'm sorry, uh, performance rather, uh, is the, or the action of it, or the performance of it, uh, is, uh, um, can be indicated uh, through speaking, uh, but also through uh, uh, um, a gesture of some sort. So Rinpoche is saying that if one, if it is lying, it is not necessarily speech. It does not necessarily have to be speech uh, because one could lie. Uh, for instance, if someone says, did you see that? Uh, and you did, and you shake your head no, then this is a way that one can lie physically. Uh, so if it is a lie, it does not necessarily have to be sp a spoken word. It can also be an action of the body. Um, so here, um, it says that uh, the performance is indicating something through speaking, through choosing not to speak, or through gesture. So the uh, absence of speaking also, uh, um, in this case, is considered uh, a way in which one can perform the deed of lying. Uh, so the performance of the deed of lying can be done through uh, um, body, by uh, physical gesture, by uh, not making a gesture at all, and then also by sp actual speech. Uh, so these are the uh, different ways in which one uh, can, can tell the, perform the deed of lying. Uh, so it's not necessary to have, be speaking in order to lie. So so here when we speak of uh, performing is indicating uh, through speaking or choosing not to speak or through a gesture what is one indicating one is indicating that uh, um, uh, misrepresenting the truth for instance if we're speaking of uh, seeing a form uh, if one has seen a form, says that he or she has not seen a form, or if has not seen a form, states that uh, has not seen a form, uh, saying that has seen a form. Uh, so these are the two categories of performance related to the seeing. Uh, heard, uh, uh, heard something or not heard something. Uh, um, so heard something, saying you've heard something you haven't heard or haven't heard something you've heard. Uh, distinguish something you uh, um, haven't distinguished or uh, haven't distinguished, uh, saying you haven't distinguished something you have distinguished, or uh, saying that you, the performance of saying that you've cognized something that you haven't cognized, or not cognized something that you have cognized. All of these are the performances which are, indicating, uh, are indicated through speaking, a gesture, or non-verbal uh, communication. So these are the, the possibilities in how one performs the deed of lying, the performances of lying. <laughs> So 
Further, in terms of uh, the purpose, uh, it is said to be the same whether you speak for your own purpose uh, or for the sake of others. So, uh, in the case, it is said that even, okay, so if you're, the purpose, if you're doing it uh, for oneself of saying that you have, uh, um, uh, I lost my place on the paper. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Nobody <coughs> <coughs> So, we look at the uh, uh, way that we can indicate uh, that something. We can indicate it verbally, and we can uh, through a verbally or through a gesture or through non-verbally. So, if it is something uh, that is lying, it does not necessarily have to be sound. It does not necessarily have to be speech. Uh, so, we can uh, in a in a gesture way uh, um, through our body uh, um, um, lie. Uh, so it's indicating something that isn't true. Uh, so we're indicating uh, something that is the opposite of what is actual. So if we're saying we have seen a form and haven't seen a form, or heard a sound and haven't heard heard a sound, uh, then this is indicating something that is the opposite of what is true, or, or, or something that is not true about what we've experienced. Uh, so here, this does not have to be uh, done uh, verbally. And there's a section, Rapche, do you have, there's a there's a small part I think I'm missing uh, here uh, in this, this section um, about the misrepresentation uh, um, 
There's just something. There's one part. That's, that's, all, yeah? that's all of it? That's all, yeah. I felt like I missed something. Yeah. Okay, decent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> just feel like there's a... ね、ユニオンソンスラナ、ニョバラニョマソンスラナ。ハワザテマルベ。ジェガルジャンドジェガルジャシェブジェボトダ。アンコジュカオケシケシェロダ。アナイチシェベシェバラシェマソンスラニトバイ
So we find that these eight uh, also can be, uh, um, one can uh, um, engage in this performance uh, um, by physically as well. Uh, one can indicate something without having to speak. Uh, so for instance, if one is seen a form and is asked if he or she hasn't seen a form and replies with a physical gesture uh, um, uh, um, in a way that provides the information that, that he or she hasn't seen it, then this also is lying. So it's not necessary for it to be speech. It can also be a physical action uh, as well, a physical activity as well, well to indicate something. Rimache also referred to non-observed form and observed form. Reji's the when he was talking about the observed form and and not observed form previously. I just lost my place. So Rimache is saying that uh, if it is uh, um, uh, the karma lying, the ac action of lying, is it necessarily form? Uh, that's the question Rimache is asking. If it is the action of lying, uh, is it so we find differences in the presentation of uh, the, the tenant systems. Uh, so, for instance, in the Vabashika school, 
and the middle way consequence school, or the, or the Madhyamika Prasangika school. So the great exposition school and the middle way consequence school, the belief is that uh, um, ac actions of uh, body and speech, or karma of body and speech, are necessarily form. Uh, and if we look at the other tenet systems, if we look at the Satrantika school, the Sutra school, uh, the Chittamantran school, the mind only school, or the middle way autonomy school, uh, we find the, the presentation that uh, it is a necessarily a mental factor, consciousness, uh, so that the uh, um, actions, uh, um, karma of uh, body and speech are, are mental factors. Uh, so we find differences in the tenant systems related to the presentation uh, of what is form uh, and so forth, what, how, the presentation of karma. Uh, <laughs> Okay. So then it says, further in terms of the purpose, it is said that to be the same whether you speak for your own purpose or for the sake of others. So if you're the, the purpose or the reason for doing it is for yourself or for someone else, uh, either way, it is lying uh, if you're engaging in this. So it doesn't matter the purpose of why you're doing it. If it's for you or for someone else, it's, it's lying. So then the next is in, uh, it says, um, in this case it is said that even causing others to engage in three types of speech, lying, divisive speech, or offensive speech is the same thing as doing it yourself. So if you order someone else uh, to engage in any uh, among these uh, three divisive, lying, divisive speech, or offensive speech, or harsh words, uh, then it is the same as doing it yourself. Uh, so whether you order it or you do it, it's the same. Zurandi 
Hey guys, can you help me with this? Because it's a, it just a, it's easier. It's a story, story of when he was in Varanasi. In Varanasi, they had a teacher who teach Abhidharma. 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 Commentary of Abhidharma. But the teacher himself couldn't teach the actual test. Okay. And instead of teaching, he tells story about Hindu okay. temple and right. stories like that. Mm-hmm. And because they, they learned through Tibetan, you know, Tibetan language. So they, they said he, he just read the root test, and you guys understand everything. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because the uh, already studied all the students. Yeah? Because the teacher didn't understand. Didn't. I didn't want to try. I didn't know yeah. if that was a mistake. So, so that, I, yeah, that, that thank you. Story, yeah. <laughs> thank you. He's a Sanskrit scholar, yeah, he's, he's a Sanskrit scholar, yeah. So they, they, they formed a group of people. He, maybe he's involved in that group. Now they are trying to translate all the Ganju and Denju into English or Chinese. Right? Semba Doji, what called the Jia Kebayo? His name is Semba Doji. Semba Doji. Translation. Translation. What a Zurande? Zurande, what the Zurande? Tangazu, <laughs> so this was the Vasubandhu's own auto-commentary on the uh, Abhidharma Kosha. Uh, and the, their, uh, this auto-commentary was uh, able to maybe present, and Rimeshe was saying there's Tibetan commentaries yeah, on this auto-commentary yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well that give this presentation. Um, but the, this, is, this particular text is Vasubandhu's own commentary on the uh, oh, yeah. treasury of knowledge. <laughs> So even though the Abhidharma Kosha was written according to the Great Exposition School view, the, the Vabashika School view, it's of great uh, benefit. Uh, uh, the information or content is of great benefit. So in this auto-commentary in the, uh, uh, that Vasubandhu wrote, he uh, gives a very, uh, um, uh, the course explanation of the tenets of the, uh, the three different systems within the Vabashika exp- the system. Yeah. Uh, what are the names of the three? Do you know the names? Some of the Siruche. Siruche. Some of the Siruche.
It's uh, uh, difficult to, uh, okay, I can try. Sir, mean so called, mean, you know, so called Buddha said, mean to define, to negate what you guys, you know, saying is so called. You guys saying so called Buddha said? Actually, it was not Buddha's words. Sir, law mean, oh, negation. Yeah. It's a negation. It's a, like uh, inclination of the words in Tibetan. Law, oh, that's the reason, the laws. That's it. So for the English, they would say that's too. That's it. I mean, it's not the true. Yeah. Right. That's it. It's a one, expre uh, one expression to negate some sort. That's it. Or so called. These two. So these are the presentations that Basu Bandhu is negating that have come up in scripture about yes. the, the Great Exposition School that are incorrect. Yeah. And there's three categories. Yeah, they use, yeah so called or. So-called things that have come up in... in uh, yeah, yeah. Also, you say that's the Buddha words. It's like a two question back, right? Right. That's it? In a law, that, that's is it? that is yeah, true. That is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So he questions the, the things that have risen into the Great Exposition School. Yes. And then Rinpoche said that... Uh, that's uh, a negate. Actually, they try to explain the uh, Abhidhamma, but, but at the same time, Try to negate the Babashaka school's uh, uh, political view, uh, philosophical view. Sorry. <laughs> and then Rinpoche said that uh, Basu Bandhu is a Chittamantran? The Lokun Yinye? Sensampa Yimba. First, so then he relied upon the teachings of his brother, uh, Arya uh, Sangha, uh, who taught many of the mind-only school views and then converted from the Satrantika school view to the mind-only school view as a, after reading these commentaries by Asanga. Vasu Bandhu did. Vasu Bandhu did. And the Lube in you get the Lube two men shooting, when you do that call two ways, Rota. And you want to condense it, condense it, present the Chigo was there. Not that she does she was an aller, Haji Ruji waters. Lube two men waters on this. So do you tell the Lube in you, Nala, then the Laruji, which is Lorujas. And teaching a tangible teacher, whatever. Uh, so, uh, um, Master Basu Bandhu uh, was a, a great gave a great presentations, uh, great presenter, uh, uh, sharp, sharp presenter, uh, and uh, Sangha. What was the was uh, uh, very, stable. very uh, stable for a long time. It had uh, stability. So very, Basubandhu was very sharp, and uh, Asanga was very stable. And Basubandhu uh, went to speak of this stability, and uh, Asanga said that he's been helped by uh, God, by a deity, and then Basubandhu replies by saying, can, you, can I be helped also by this deity? Uh, and then, uh, um, then the, the, the Hla Suyana, the... So here, this is a uh, reference to uh, Lord Maitreya, uh, who is uh, helping Asanga. 
So then we get to the point of culmination or completion. So uh, this is the last step. So we have first the basis, then the attitude, uh, um, uh, and then the performance, and now we have the actual uh, culmination or completion. Uh, so it says the culmination of a lie is someone else's comprehension. Uh, so uh, the, when it, the, the way that a lie culminates is someone else understanding uh, what one has said. ตาชามเปตตะวะตะนะสงตะมัจจิชะกะลามะตะเลอะนะกุจะลาอะนะมะตะลชาชุเซมะจิพุรุจิสอะนะเดยินเทอะนะกุจะลาตะชาชุเซ
means quick pride and accept the you know subject. They're inferring that they're a bodhisattva. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we have fully ordained monks have to be very careful about this. Uh, so there's an, a lie that takes place if the monk doesn't respond that he or she, he is not a bodhisattva. Thank you, Rapje. So one has to be careful about one, what one has says that he or she has realized or seen, the, the, the realized or seen. So maybe uh, people have questions? Stasha. I've seen this, um, the, actually the next. I'm going to find it in Tibetan now. So if you order someone to kill, or you kill yourself, or and then the rejoicing in the killing, are those three separate karmas? Well, yes, because it seems like here it says that it's the same. Um, I forget where it is, but it's maybe I'm just confused. Could you clear that up? Yeah, Rinche, the Suchupa, the Ran Suchup, then Shen, the Suchup, then the Sumba, the Jesu Yeronwa, then they lay some, the Kakare. Just Okay. Uh, so the basis isn't the basis. Uh, so the, the killing, if you kill yourself or you order someone to kill, it's, ex it's exactly the same. If we look at the rejoicing, we don't say that it's killing because it's the basis, there isn't a bait, there isn't a killing that takes place. So that it's a separate action, it's a separate karma. So the killing you order or the killing you do yourself is the same, an, an action of killing, but the rejoicing is an, an, an action of killing. Yes? In Western thought, we have, in Western thought, we have in terms of lying, we have lying, by commission and lying by omission. And I was not hearing until the very last story the of lying of omission. Mm -hmm. And it only uh, talked about uh, it, 
referring to a monk, but I'm curious what the Buddhist notion is of lying of omission. Then the Mejiran Chua Jana, then the the Lenja Ha Kona, you name my Lenja Lema Ja, Lid Zun Yimba, Kangisan of the Nama, the the Shanchu Semba Chubu, then the the Drapa, Shanchu Semba Mayimba Lama Sun, then the Zun Yin. Then the the Kongi Chua, the Dets Larona, the Dets Larona. Tamashigalamajigi Accepted the offering. Because that's you know the, the, the person who before he passed away asked him to offer this object to a Buddhisattva. And then that the other person that took the the, the the object to a Lama and says or such such person before he passed away he told me he asked me to offer this, you know, subject to a Buddhisattva, and what should I do, right? Mm. And then Lama didn't say a word, pretend he he was the Buddhisattva, and to accept, actually, if they accept the subject, mm. then become a, you know, So the, the question that I was asked in Rinpoche is, that's an example of a sin of omission. So what is another example of, in the Buddhist context, of omission, which okay. could be a lying, omission of lying? so this person who has died. So the the lam, the um, person who has died has uh, um, made the request that the, this offering be given to a bodhisattva, and the person who uh, brings this offering uh, to the lama makes this offering and says, "I was told by this person who died to give this offering uh, to a bodhisattva." Now, if the person is a bodhisattva and then accepts the offering, then there's no infraction of lying. But if he or she accepts the offering and is not a bodhisattva, uh, then this is lying. Uh, so if in the case where they are a bodhisattva, then it's okay, there's no infraction incurred. But if they are not a bodhisattva and they accept it, then the moment they accept it, then the infraction uh, is occurred. Then the, another example, like the... So all other examples would be the same. Others would be same. So if you said uh, make this offering uh, to a Buddha and then they bring it to an individual and they say that this offering was uh, being given, was being uh, made to be given to a Buddha uh, and then the offering is given to the person and they aren't a Buddha. They don't respond and say that they're not. Then this is another example of an omission that would be considered lying. 
We're out of time, Rinpoche said. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do the concluding uh, mandala offering and dedication prayer. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you, Rupje, for helping. Appreciate it. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors to traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Gyatso may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kinsu Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, the exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rambeche Gutsi Shabi Denona. That's what I'm in Chemical Country.